Welcome to the fourth episode of the Infinite Becomings podcast with Lucida Collective. My name is Eileen Mantle and I will be leading our conversation today. Lucida is an artist collective of 2020 media graduates from NCAD that was born during the second lockdown back in October of 2020. We created the collective as a space to share and nurture our creative practices. This podcast accompanies our exhibition Infinite Becomings currently running at the NCAD Gallery from April 13th to May 11th. Joining us today are Jane Tonra, Lydia Hickey, Katie White, Michaela Nash, Sylvia Koistinen. Today we will be discussing the importance of collective nurturing for practicing artists and the future plans for Lucida Collective. Okay, um, so last podcast of this current series anyway. Um, I think I just wanted to start with like a little, like something off the top of my head that I remembered earlier, um, where, um, Katie, I don't know if you did this elective as well, but I remember one with Sarah Pierce where she was talking about like structures in the art world. Um, she was like looking at like global art fairs, institutions, institutional critique, that kind of thing. Um, but one thing that stuck in my head was how like one one session she talked about how the artist um the contemporary artist is like the perfect pro- product of neoliberalism and at first i was like wait, well, wait hold on what do you mean but she elaborated and she was saying that you know the way that we treat artists today is that they're these like you know self-sustaining little bubbles of productivity so the artist is like working by themselves they're competing with others they're kind of like working completely on their own and they're also like constantly working so they're on top of making art they're also the curator they're also the designer they're also the writer they're also like a social media influencer they're also their accountant they're also managing like the business side of their work um they're writing applications they're kind of constantly producing and functioning in a world where um you're like designed to be working on your own um which i thought was really interesting because with lucida we're trying to do the opposite of that we're like, like whenever we started out in the beginning, um, we we set up as a way because you know we didn't want to be on our own and we didn't want to just be working by ourselves. We were trying to you know care for each other and support each other through our Zoom meetings and like sharing information about um, applications and just you know chatting about our work and giving ourselves that support through each other. So I'm um, I think what's nice about our collective is that we're we're, we're, we're taking a break from the pressures sometimes that I feel kind of come with with um, working in the art world. I think us having this little like community as like a resource for practical needs as well as like a resource for like looking after each other in like uncertain times and like mentally like challenging obstacles in like beginning to start your practice like kind of trying to professionally anyway having a community that like supports you and you can go to for like advice or just like an ear to listen literally like of people who understand the same thing because you know your parents didn't go to art college necessarily (laughs) your like partner or your friends they don't have the same experiences and they're not trying to do the same things as you. So having that community to like lean on is really valuable. And I think it's a really like, I don't know, necessary thing for me anyway, in trying to do this like art thing. Yeah, no, I agree, honestly, because I was thinking like at the beginning, Jane, whenever you were talking about how you wouldn't be making art in the same way, kind of made me realize that if it hadn't, if it hadn't been for um, Lucida, I probably would have just, I would have, I would just be writing right now, I wouldn't be, I don't even think I'd be working on my practice at all, like, or continuing to make art in the same way, I would just be writing. So I think this, like, being able to meet up and talk to you guys every week and talk about making work is really vital, to be honest. As well as the, like, care aspect of it and, like, community aspect, it's really good that we are able to pool our resources and our, like, specialities and like what each of us is good at and we've been talking about doing like skill sharing but like we do that casually anyway but 
the fact that like some of us are really good at video editing and some of us are really good at photography some are good at like literally just like audio technician stuff and then writing application making like it's just so valuable to have like this kind of wealth of resources between six of us or whatever instead of one person struggling to like try and do everything on their own and trying to be good at everything on your own as well because it's unrealistic to think that you're gonna ever be (laughs) good at everything do you know what I mean yeah completely and being able to like accept that and know that other people are there for you to lean on for that is is really nice yeah I think it's it's something you don't understand until you leave college is that you're you have to be all these different things like you have all these new roles that you really didn't think that you would have like Michaela was saying like you have to be the accountant and everything like that and definitely navigating that with other people is really nice even just to talk about it like um I'm doing this application and they want me to do a budget and like, I've never done a budget before like how much you know figuring out like how much you're meant to be paid like how much you should put down for like your artists like wages or like all this sort of stuff is things you don't think about until you leave but it's nice bouncing it around with other people I think like within an art practice it's such an open space where you kind of have to either find opportunities or create your own opportunities and that can be kind of overwhelming sometimes it's like coming up to a blank canvas and trying to figure out what way to go or what to do so having a community and figuring those things out together just coming out of college I think is a really important kind of support structure for each other. Yeah, when you leave college, um, it's hard to navigate the art world alone, um, especially during these strange times. Everyone, I suppose, can feel a little isolated and maybe less motivated than they'd like to be. Um, I know I found it hard anyway, and um, just being in Lucida and staying connected uh, really helped me in staying in a much more positive headspace, while also um, being more productive and motivated in making new work as well. Yeah. Yeah, completely. And I, I kind of wish in college that there was, um, like, we were encouraged a bit more to work as groups. Because we, we did that a lot in second year, but I feel like in final year, we kind of, we were very focused on our own individual work, and we kind of lost that sense. So it's nice that after college, we've kind of regained that a little bit. Yeah, I think it'd be really valuable for them to start doing, like, um just like talking about collective work and collaborative work as part of the professional practice module because you're not like you're never going to be just working on your own you're always going to have to collaborate with everyone because you're going to be liaising with like a gallery or you know a space that you're going to have to work in or like an organization that's funding what you're doing and you're always going to have to like you're going to have to figure out how to work well with other people and um there's such value in like collaborate collaborative work that I think there should be an emphasis put on it in college. Yeah, I think especially because some of the artists that were our tutors have done collaborative stuff and I'm seeing them do collaborative stuff now. And they might have like mentioned it when we were kind of finishing up, Um, when we were kind of at the end of the degree, they were like pushing us to do for applications or kind of mentioning it but it wasn't like a huge focus on it but I guess that's the difference between some of us did professional practice and some of us didn't some of us did visual culture so focus on the more writing side of it right right but I think it's useful just as a whole like you know it's 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 also kind of a thing hard because you I think it should be blended in like professional practice and your the like main core of the studio work because there's a like I think there's a huge problem of just people dropping off the radar after college like they just kind of give up on art and it's it's really sad and like I've heard stories of people just being like really disheartened they're like I was applying for applications but like now I don't know what to do or I don't know where to find to apply for applications so it's actually a bit of a problem I think the space between college and like post-college where you like finish all of your work and there's that relief that you've handed everything in um, and then you take a break and I think because because we're working 
we're like artists and that is what we want our job to be that's hard for people to understand anyway so if you're not surrounded by people who want who are thinking in the same way as you and like understand that like (laughs) being an artist is a job that like um it's like a real job it's the same as like an accountant like society needs artists as much as they need accountants like they do um so it's hard it's hard when there's not like that structure of like okay you finish up and then you do this and then you go into a job or you do an internship and then you get into this job and you do so many months and then you work your way up and this is how you get paid and this is whatever because you literally are just thrown into oh yeah go and figure it out for yourself um there's these there's these different organizations and there's links that you can follow there but you have to write all your own applications and you have to do everything and it's it's really scary and like it's so different to it's the same kind of leap from being like in secondary school and doing the art curriculum in secondary school and then you get to art college and you're going whoa this is so different it's the same kind of leap leaving college and like ending up in this like professional art sphere yeah as artists you have to kind of create your own job like you have to like I mentioned like you have to kind of find your own opportunities and yeah there's like you said there's no internship that you go into and then you get a job after that you're always it's a a, kind of a constant searching for um projects and opportunities to make work um and fund yourself in some way yeah yeah no I agree and I feel like there's a lot of labor that goes into being an artist that also just goes unpaid as well um so like you're looking for opportunities, you're writing applications, maybe you've put like four hours into an open call and nothing comes from it, or you're like, you know, making all these connections that go alongside actually finding the energy and time to put into your work. So it's like, there's a real like continuous, um, I don't know, pressure, um, it's can very consistent kind of like work that you're pouring in to keep getting more opportunities and like there's a lot of um you have to be very persistent i think and um sometimes i feel like that that takes away from the energy of like um you know being able to sit down and actually make work cuz you're already kind of like constantly putting energy into these other things so you can keep making your work and keep supporting your practice that um it sometimes i feel like that takes away from um being able to make things but of course there's like obviously there's like the sense that you know you have to maybe you're lucky enough to be able to do these things to begin with and not you know have to support yourself maybe you can live at home with your parents for the time being and you know have the time to put that in to where you don't have to work all the time to support yourself but it's still like there's like continuous um labor i think that goes into it which is why i think rest is really important um and finding that time to be able to like you know just not do anything and just look after yourself for a little while um because so i don't think that you can really make i don't think you can be creative when you're running on empty basically it's that saying that like you can't pour from an empty cup like you can't you can't put your everything into anything if you don't have anything to give and being like exhausted from trying to do everything and not necessarily like it's so it's just the what I'm trying to say is like having a community to talk to that understands all of this and we can actually help each other is like the most valuable thing that I've experienced coming out of college like as an artist because um just like what I was saying in the first podcast where I was saying if I don't have somewhere to talk about my work and like discuss what I'm doing like I'm not going to do that on my own so the work isn't really activated unless I'm talking about it and like and thinking about it in like a way with other people do you know what I mean when someone sees your work it's activated is what Katie said when I was trying to like talk about this in the first episode so if you're making your work and it's just sitting idle um especially right now with COVID and everything um it's like your work is sitting idle and it's not activated but then also if you on top of that kind of pressure of like it, it's not going anywhere you're trying to make it go somewhere on your own and you're still not even you don't have that space to like share it and activate it so it's like the work is unsure you're unsure 
um you're stressed you're tired you're like trying to do everything on your own so it's like I can't understand I I wouldn't be making I don't think I wouldn't I'd be making work I think I'd be working still in my like retail or like (laughs) cafe job just trying to like keep saving up money and like thinking of the future right now instead of like using I don't know using the time that I like spent learning in college to do what I wanted to do just because of the immense pressure that you feel when you leave college and you're in this void of like on your own trying to figure out what you're doing it's such a like personal like we are actually all feeling this as well as talking about it and I know people who don't have this kind of this kind of community built up that they've created like must be if they are listening to this they're probably like oh I feel this so much like (laughs) yeah I'm tired yeah 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 I definitely encourage anyone who's listening to this and who's a recent graduate or anyone who's like graduating this year to get together with like create a collective with other peers um because yeah it's it's really invaluable and come talk to us <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah come have a chat, we'll with, chat us. with you <laughs> I wonder yeah can you talk a bit more Sylvia about like um how you kind of started it or like where you got the idea because I know probably a bit of it was Clancy Key but even just like thinking about what headspace you were in at the beginning and the decisions sure. you made might be interesting. Yeah. Um. So it it all kind of started. I sent one of my first year tutors an email, um, asking if she had any advice, um, for like a newly graduate, um, and one of the things she said, like she recommended some applications to go for, and then she said the most important thing is self initiated things and your peer network um so setting up a collective and just start doing things yourselves um and that was something that we heard then again in the Clancy Key program so I was like okay because I I was kind of doing a few little things like within my practice over the summer um but yeah it just felt a little bit like dislocated or something where I was making these things in a void um, and I wanted to discuss them with other people like we used to in our crits. Um, so, yeah, so then I just kind of sent a message into our media group chat to see who wanted to join. Um, and it all kind of started from there. And we just started doing like weekly Zoom calls. And it was very casual in terms like we just we did whatever worked for everyone and that we do crits or just talk about art or just catch up socially as well. That was also really important. Um, yeah, and then things just kind of happened from there. Um, I guess having the NCD open call um, at the end of December gave us something to work towards um, and kind of made our ideas more concrete. The whole, from the beginning, it was really gentle though. Everything, like you said, we just kind of work with what we wanted and we were really flexible and even our crits were always really like really supportive and really encouraging um if it was just like an idea that we wanted to talk about we'd talk about it there wasn't any pressure which was really nice yeah and there wasn't any like any pressure to talk about anything being finished or like um putting any pressure on ourselves to you know have a finished project or a finished piece of work we just kind of went with what we had which was nice yeah maybe crits isn't even the right word it, they were more just conversations and sharing our work and having conversations about our work yeah just like a conversation about anything you've been doing yeah I feel like sometimes the word crit is like a loaded word but like I think we kind of took it on to have a different meaning I think if you're in different departments or different working in different areas crits can be like really different but in media it was always kind of like just sharing of ideas and that's more what it was so yeah maybe the word crits is is definitely a discussion and sharing of ideas and yeah not necessarily critiquing each other like (laughs) yeah it's not it's like a safe like nice environment to just get feedback because like I was saying and Sylvia said there when she was talking about her work just kind of existing in this void um and that was what I was talking about earlier when I was trying to like articulate it not being activated or it not 
being something other than what it exists as yeah. in my world and how I see it because I'm the only one seeing it. It's just like having someone else look at your work and tell you what they see is something that we started doing and that became the whole idea for our exhibition is like that collaborative thinking and that like collective view of individual work then. There was a nice conversation between me, Katie and Sylvia, I think way, way back where we were talking about not putting pressure and not, um, I know maybe it wasn't a conversation. Maybe I just imagined this. It was Sylvia. Do you remember the little video I sent of, um, Chella Man talking about, um, it was like a group discussion where everyone was talking about like creativity and, um, not putting pressure on having something finished and how sometimes even when you're not making work, you're still being creative in other ways. Yeah, I remember that conversation actually. Um, yeah, it was, it was always, yeah, there's that kind of cycle of when you put pressure on yourself to be productive or be creative, it kind of, it's, it's counterproductive because you get some in your head that you can't actually open yourself up to making work and creating things in a different way um so yeah like I think we mentioned like going for a walk or I don't know any any small thing like that um can be just as productive or as um yeah it can contribute to the process just as much as being productive in a kind of more mainstream way yeah yeah completely or like having a cup of tea or like um getting up and talking to your friends or something is another kind of like way of building towards that creative process even if we don't at first consider it something that is like helping us to make work that like idea of productivity is such a like capitalist thing because it's like you have to be making something that's worthy by someone else's standard for you to be considered productive. Yeah. Where, like, productivity is just, like, doing anything that is valuable to you. Like, if you're, if you're struggling to, like, it's that, it's that idea of productivity that, like, (laughs) feeds procrastination for me anyway, because I'm, like, doing things substantial things that like need to get done is too hard right now because I can't even focus on anything because I'm like all over the place and like the idea of doing anything productive in quotation marks is like too much so then I just don't do anything instead which is like the worst thing to do whereas if you were just like today my productivity is going to include stretching and going for a walk and sitting out the back in the sun and like charging myself so that I can do something like that's productive completely completely and honestly I feel like procrastination is your body saying I I've done too much I need I need rest like Mm -hmm. if your body's like if you're getting to the point of burnout where you're like do you know what I just can't focus on anything I can't do anything it's like our body's saying that we're not we're not built for being constantly on the go um there's this really nice quote Um, this Audre Lorde quote where she says that caring for myself isn't self it's not self-indulgent it's self-preservation definitely Mm -hmm. completely I saw this other quote today that it's just talk it's funny about um being like an artist and like sustaining every single part of your practice whether it be like business or like creative and it was like if you you know that that um quote where it's like if you do if you work at what you love you'll never work a day in your life and like uh the you'll never work a day in your life was crossed out and it was like if you work at what you love you'll work so hard all the time and take everything super personally and I was like oh yeah that's so funny yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes this person knows what they're talking about because when you really care about something, you just pour everything in. There's no, like, you're not going to just, like, cut off at, like, okay, do you know what? My shift has ended. I don't care anymore. You're going to keep pouring and pouring and pouring. Yeah, you don't clock out. You stop when it's done. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. When is it ever done, that's, Jane? That's the thing. How do you never yeah. know? Yeah, that's what I mean. But, like, you know, you're like, oh, I'm just going to stop. I'll stop editing when I when I get to, like, this stage. And then it's like... 
oh, but then I had an idea and I need to keep going. And then it's 6am and you're like, oh God, <laughs> I need to take a break for two days now so I can do anything else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. That rest is so important though. It's like so, so important. That like rest though is dangerous as well in a way because it's like, not the rest, the procrastination or the like not doing anything as a result of being uh, feeling under pressure to do something of value in somebody by someone else's terms because if you don't do anything you can fall into that like well for me anyway if I don't do anything at all because of that like rejection of the idea of I have to do something of value and I'm just going to do absolutely nothing instead um is like that was really bad for me coming out of college because I was like god no the idea of doing anything at all like valuable in quotes is like too much so I'm just gonna do nothing I'm just gonna play Animal Crossing and do nothing instead um and then like having this collective to give me a just a small bit of structure and like just that little that little once a week we're gonna talk about stuff it just gives you that like nudge to be like doing something small it'll be worth discussing on on Wednesday at six do you know what I mean yeah even if I even if I just spend an hour thinking about something to talk about and then it slowly like nudged me back into like wanting to make things and like the doing nothing was like not I didn't want to do it anymore do you know what I mean I wanted to be making I wanted to be doing things again so it was like the idea I think that is it's just that idea of like what 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 you're doing has value and then like yeah I think our collective gives value to the the process and the ideas and just the doing anything at all that like you want to be doing in terms of your practice and like getting to talk about that then it just like gives you this kind of motivation like gave me motivation to want to do stuff again. I think also because we're thinking about and talking about the collective in terms of it being a network of care um, just being in the collective alone is an act of care for each of us because we get a lot out of it. But to add to that, uh, the sharing ideas and ways of care with other artists, I think is going to be a good thing for the collective. Um, just down the route, um, kind of broadening the network of care in a way. Uh, I think it's something like would be good to focus on um, because it's actually really hard for people but it's also because of the pandemic, but also just like there's not a lot of like cheap artist studio spaces, like whereas there might be in some other countries where there's, you know, like old buildings and like things that they let artists have free roam in. <laughs> like they're like, make yourself. It's cool. You can take the space. It's empty. And in Dublin, it's like, no, <laughs> we're turning it into a hotel. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So like, I think it's kind of it's helpful to just figure out like um, things like how to separate yourself, like don't have your studio directly in your bedroom or have it like a little bit separate, like, you know, that kind of stuff. Some ideas like that are kind of helpful. Yeah. Like when you were sharing those books on like how to do stuff, Katie, <laughs> like how to organize yourself. I was like, this is so helpful. But like, again, it's those it's those perspectives like your perspective the like way you you structure yourself is so structured and it like really helps you in that way but then when I try and structure myself like that I just get crazy so and it just doesn't work and then I'm setting myself up to fail but we discussed like ways of being <laughs> productive <laughs> but like actually being productive um, and like how we could like make stuff and because all of us were struggling with doing anything the same way I was we were talking about it in one of our calls being like god I just don't have the energy to like make something for this or this is just taking me so long um and Katie was like make a list do these things like check them off and like we were talking about sometimes it's better on your phone if you like tick them off on your phone sometimes it's better if you have it on an actual physical page and we were just talking about the different ways that we can like cope with this kind of thing and one thing that I the one thing that I do is like if I don't want to do anything I do something that I want to do like um if I'm like oh today I, tomorrow I really need to edit those photos to get them up like I really don't want to do that 
but I'm like, but I do kind of want to do a little drawing. You know, at least you've done the drawing. At least you're like using your brain in a creative way to like do something. And then once once you do the thing that you want to do, you feel kind of like, oh, maybe I do want to like keep going and do more things. But yeah, it's kind of interesting seeing how different people work and like kind of trying to figure out because um, like for me, I'm a bit weird in that like I like to have all of my notes, all of my writing like in the digital space. Like I'm very much like the internet god can take care of this for me and my brain does not have to hold it for like the day which is some other people might be like really stressed by that they're like give me an old pen and paper list but it's like different ways of finding figuring out like your productivity or even like sharing it like um with others like hey I found this tool that is like really helpful for me um but like I don't know artist brains work in different ways so like you kind of have to figure out different ways that work and like just having the collective is really handy for that yeah, I think it's nice because we're all kind of a mix of different people. So we all kind of like, um, we're all just like sharing our different ways of working. And sometimes that works for some people, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's just nice to see how different minds work and just talk about it with other people. I think one thing we've done that's really clever that we've set ourselves up to succeed here is that for our manifesto and for our belief as a collective and also for this exhibition, Obviously, people have heard it over and over. It's about putting process before the finished product. And that means that as we're working, we don't feel our sense of success at the end when we have this finished thing. We praise each other at a much different stage. We already feel accomplished for enjoying the process. So it comes to the point where just sitting down and doing something, we've already accomplished something and therefore we don't get into that procrastinating cycle and we don't get into that sort of capitalist idea that we haven't created anything productive or useful to someone else because we are constantly praising each other for contributing process to each other and then we create something that puts that on the pedestal versus the achievement of the finished product yeah Sylvia you said something really nice the other day when we were um, still working on that open call application I think it was about um, valuing failure and valuing unfinished things Um, I thought that was such a lovely way to look at it because these are valuing mishaps and valuing process and valuing failures are the things that we're kind of taught not to do and I I think having that space to do that is so so valuable and having the people to do that with is really valuable yeah definitely yeah I think getting to share those processes um is really valuable because it gives them uh more meaning or it gives them a different kind of life um otherwise they would just exist as these uh, things that happen that maybe didn't work out exactly as you expected and they just exist in a drawer somewhere or hidden away. Um, Whereas maybe having conversations around them brings the work to a different place and yeah, develops the work in in another way. I think we see value in every single minute that each of us puts in. So I think we have a kind of a working method where even if it's mistakes or whatever happens if you sit down for five minutes if you sit down for one minute you've already achieved something if you've had a passing thought that was an achievement it's not about it's not about this idea of procrastination for us because everything we do is an achievement to each other somehow because we're able to find value in everything the mistakes the The downtime when we're just being idle, even to a certain extent, we try and find the value and also like the the personal kind of humanity side to each of those things. And for us, we're always able to find something valuable, worthwhile in all the things that we do. 
Yeah, I I feel like you definitely need like most of the support and most of the encouragement like along the you need it all throughout the process. If you come up with the finished piece and it's there, it's like you know, well done, but it's like the process is like the longest part. Like it's it's very weird to just get praised on the very very end. You know what I mean? No, I get what you mean. It's like it's like um reading a sentence and only focusing on the full stop. Yeah. There's a whole sentence there, but we've just we've just focused on the full stop. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really That's a weird good metaphor. I think the finished work, especially if you spend a long time on it, feels like the most distant part of the work from you yourself. Like it kind of feels separate. It kind of feels like it's existing out there on its own and speaking for itself, which can be nice, but then where is that in-between part and who is there to um, hear that versus whatever the final thing is communicating? Yeah, it feels so valuable for for other people to like um, kind of go on a journey with your work as well, with you, and like understand what's going on um, and get to like discuss what's behind it and like, oh, I saw this piece of light hit this one brick earlier and it, like, inspired me to, like, do this whole thing about texture. Whereas, like, if you do the thing and you show, like, someone at the end, you feel like, oh, I can't really go on a whole tangent right now and explain everything to them because that will take forever and they don't really want to hear it. So having the people that do want to hear it and want to, like, discuss it with you, it's, it's completely invaluable, really. Yeah, it's so precious. So, so, so precious. It's funny, I was talking to um, a friend of my dad's recently who, he knew a man who had hired a guy to do some work on his house, I think, something like that. And, um, and he was talking and he started asking him just casually, what would you do if you could do any other kind of work? And his response was, you know, well, I have a family to feed, I can't think like that. And your man said, that's not what I asked. I asked, what would you do if you could just choose one other thing? And he said, well, I know a lot about this particular topic. I'd, I'd always wanted to write a book. And the guy said, so why don't you? And he said, well, I explained. This is my role in life is to take care of them. And your man goes, we can just pretend that you're doing work for me, but I want you to come in and I want you to write your book and I am going to pay you as if you were just wow. working on my house every day. And now he's written two books, and my dad was kind of like, well, now I have to read it after knowing that. And the topic of the book is not anything to do with how the book was funded or anything like that, but you just want to read it now that you know that this guy has always read up on this topic and never been able to write about it. And he just sort of expressed himself enough to one man where the guy, he asked the guy then, he goes, why would you do that? You know, the rich man, why would you pay for me? to write a book and he goes I want to read it I want to read the book that's really lovely because like not everyone has not everyone has the privilege to do the things that they want to do sometimes they you know they have to they have to work they have to support their families and a lot of the time creative things gets they get lost in that so that's a really lovely story to hear but also there's that knowing what is behind something and knowing where someone had to go through to get it and also knowing how lucky you are that that person was able to share their knowledge and their created artwork with you because there's a good chance that they couldn't have done that because they they would have been not supported by anyone in the world to, to achieve that. That that gives that book that different value that you're we're lucky, you know, because we're not in a world where people people can just do that freely. It just took one person to say, "I want to read what you're. I just want to read it." So do yeah. like I want to know what you're thinking, you know. Yeah, that you you have to appreciate every time you actually get something like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's another thing about like the collective because. Um, just thinking about the ideas of like funding yourself and like that kind of thing um, like trying to work as an artist and like that be your job is like kind of a conflicting thing because a lot of us don't want don't want to be making work just to make money off of it and that's not why we do it and that's not um, but like 
at the same time, <laughs> if that's what you want to do, you have to make money off it to sustain yourself and be yeah. able to do it. So it's that kind of conflicting, like, oh, I don't want to be doing this, like, just to profit, but I have to profit to be able to do this. So I think, um, yeah, I think having this space as, like, a, a space where we don't talk, we don't even think about the profit or, like, un- like, do you know what I mean? It, while we have to think about it and we have to apply and we have to budget and we have to do all these things, at least we have the space that nurtures the art and the process while we're doing all of the like having to think about the money and having to think about the practical aspects we we have the space to think about why we actually do it as well yeah completely there are not a lot of places out there that would encourage you to continue working towards something where you're not getting the money there are not a lot of people in your life that would encourage that so you have to go and look for that to um especially when you're starting off you have to find that yeah yeah just like having each other as well while we're like dealing with all of this like new stuff of having to think about budgets and having to think about like tax and like that kind of thing (laughs) like and like we have to think about that to get to do what we want to do but having each other we're all dealing with that at the same time and we still get to like value value the 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 real thing together as well do you know what I mean keep each other like yeah we we do have to talk about the accounts and we do have to talk about all that but we but we get to talk about the art together too do you know and it's not like one or the other it's like the thing that we care about supports us having to do all of that I'd like I nearly failed accounting in school and I never thought that would be a problem because I'm like I will never have to use this and then all of a sudden like your art degree you definitely need it wait do you guys do accounting and is that part of your living cert or something it's a so you can choose it if you want to do it that's why like it's like art if you choose art you can also one of the other options is accounting I I love that. That's just this is just a, like another stupid thing that's like so random. But you know, in school when they're like you're doing maths and you're like I'm never gonna use this in real life. <laughs> oh this God, is so yeah. annoying. I remember having to use Pythagoras theorem <laughs> to figure out like an actual thing in art college when I was trying to figure out the slope of a line. Yeah. Turn honestly, the things that you don't think are useful in school actually turn out to be so well in the future. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent now. Let's get back to what we're no, talking No, I miss. About. I kind of miss that because we've been so busy the past, like, what, six weeks, two months, basically, that we haven't really had the time just to, like, sit down and have a chat. Yeah. So I missed just this, like, having really casual crits and just talking about art um, and not having to be, like... Because the past six weeks have been, like, intense. Yeah. We've all been... We've, we've been doing a lot, so I miss just, like, us having a chat and going on a tangent and then just, like, you know... Yeah, and we're only now starting to think again about like what the collective is and like what the future of it is because we were doing like another application the other day um, and like all these questions started popping up because we hadn't got to think about it like for a long time. The beginning of the collective started and then we had like, you know, the the kind of the startings of it, just figuring out like dipping our toes in the water and then the open call kind of directed us in one area and we had that exhibition to focus on. But then like now after um the Infinite Becomings exhibition, it's yeah, it's it's just to think about again. Um, because I feel like different people get like a lot of different things from the collective just by nature of our practices are different so it's interesting to think about now that we have time yeah I think we've got a lot of space to reflect now which is nice and I'm glad that we also have that because things are winding down a little bit we have that time to rest after the past couple months in that sense I'm, I'm like I'm glad that we decided not to push three with that open call and we just decided you know what we have to take some time to like step back and recharge and like consider where we're going and like what we are um and like what we each what we each get from the open call or from the open call good god from the collective um and just like think about where we are and not put that like pressure on us to keep like 
you know, where's the next thing that we're doing? Because that's not what we're about. It's also a thing of, um, it's, it's very busy. It's very busy trying to juggle between collective work, then your own individual practice. Is it linked? Is it not linked? We have to figure all that out. So yeah, which is exciting. It's like, yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to go back to like our little crits and our chats and like our little like the small collaborative projects like the post project and then working on our own stuff and you know having having that space to do that again I think it's going to be really nice yeah I think we were so focused on the exhibition that like we got used to being hyper focused on like application stuff yeah and then when that new when that other open call came up we were like oh that would be really good we should do that as well we were like, we have everything ready. We should just do it anyway. And then we were like, oh, wait, <laughs> is this what is this what we all want, or is this just what we all assume should be the next step without like yeah. actually yeah. talking about it? Yeah. Well, there's yeah, there's like we have to discuss these things, and there's different types of like applications and stuff um, that we have to figure out. That one looked like it was promising but when we got into it all the existential questions about the collective started popping up so we were like let's take take a step back and just think about it there's probably one one that's perfect for us somewhere regroup guys (laughs) need to recuperate recharge and like reevaluate yeah (laughs) yeah 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 the three r's (laughs) i might go back to doing painting for a while honestly like the nice another just like great thing about being like part of this collective is that like I got three rolls of film developed the other day and I got back my scans and the first thing I was like oh I can't wait to show the girls I can't wait to show them like my new photos that I have because I haven't taken photos in forever and I was like oh I can't wait to talk about this and like what they're gonna be and yeah so nice what are the photos of um I have just like three rolls I have just like random stuff on two rolls and then one roll is um from a walk that I did when I was down in Mayo uh, at my granny's house. So, yeah, nature. <laughs> oh, I can't yeah. wait to see them. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. But yeah, that was just, it was just that thing of like knowing that those are going to go further than just existing as the negatives and the scans on my hair drive because I'm going to get to show them to you guys and like, yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be really nice to have that time um, once we've finished this exhibition to kind of wind down a little bit and focus back on our individual practices and making stuff again because we've been very focused on getting the exhibition together and producing the podcasts so it'll be nice to get back to that other kind of space other way of thinking yeah it's like the collective almost exists in like two states and one is like exhibition mode and like kind of producing stuff like as a collective but there's also the you know the support for your individual practice mode which is will be nice to get back to but it's it's you have to kind of think about it in those two states because they kind of blend a little bit but it's important to you know have your individual practice running alongside I think it's nice in the sense that the there, yeah, there's definitely two states now that we look at it, but the, like, our own practices feed into the, like, the Infinite Becomings exhibition that's, like, like a big collective um, space of everything that we've been working on, so they, they kind of, they lend from the two of them, I think. Like, there's a, like, there's, there's a, there's, I think there's a dialogue between the two. Like, our, our exhibition mode definitely wouldn't be able to happen without our own individual practices. And then the kind of support and communication that we have um, that comes from, um, like, the structure of the collective itself. It's almost like, um, sorry, I just had, like, this analogy of, like, a campfire. Like, our individual practices are, like, the fodder for the fire. The exhibition is, like, the fire. Yeah. And then there's, like, this little section where we're just sitting ourselves, warming ourselves by the fire, like, ah, look at what we've done. Oh my god, that's, yeah, that's the perfect analogy right there. That's it. Done. (laughs) Another thing, just, like, about the structure of the collective, like, we're all, like, learning how we work together as we go as well. And just, like, 
you know, being able to talk about it openly as well, being like, wow, this is actually really stressing me out. And um, this isn't a space that we should be like stressed out yeah. by stuff like alone. Like we should, if someone's stressed, like they should talk about it and like whatever. And then moving through that and then getting, being like, wait, we didn't do this to be stressed. And yes, obviously stress is like a condition of life and like <laughs> doing anything, uh, stress is a condition of that. But yeah, being able to talk about it and then be like, well, that's not why we're here. So let's step back from that and figure out how to deal with that like together. Yeah. Like that, that is really great. Definitely. Just being able to like know that we're all learning together and know that you can, you can share like, I'm having trouble learning this or like I'm having trouble dealing with how this is being organized. Can we like figure that out together? And like everyone just being so open to that and we're, we all we are all so in tune and like on the same page with like we're learning and we're like moving forward together through all of these obstacles or like whatever it's just it feels like such a like safe space to like yeah uh grow as like an artist do you know what I mean definitely and I feel like uh going back to Katie's analogy of the the fire I feel like now like with the end of the exhibition we can kind of sit together and admire the embers and then see what we make out of them to that. Thanks for listening in today. We hope you enjoyed the fourth and final episode of the Infinite Becomings podcast series. Our exhibition, Infinite Becomings, is visible through the NCAD gallery window until the 11th of May. It also exists as a digital archive on our website, infinitebecomings.com. To get yourself a copy of our zine that we discussed in previous episodes, go to lucidacollective.bigcartel.com. To keep up to date with us, follow our Instagram account at lucidacollective. All links will be in the description as well as in our Instagram bio. Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoyed the Infinite Becomings podcast series and that you will join us again in the future when we hope to be back with a new series.